welcome welcome back to the casual diary podcast this is twinkle and i'm so happy that you've joined us for this episode um i'll be hosting today's episode alone because swetha has school and i just want to share some information about what the festival of pollution is all about and stuff like that so i'm happy that you're listening to this good morning if you're listening to it in the morning good afternoon it's actually afternoon for me it's exactly 1 p.m and uh, it's the first day of pollution it's friday today and i want to share about pollution okay so let's begin pollution is a jain festival that embodies um a lot of principles the principle of forgiveness non-violence um goodness and stuff like compassion so it's a jain festival jainism if you are unfamiliar with it's a religion uh, founded by lord mahavir and it involves worship of 24 tirthankars um these are 24 beings who were able to destroy all their karma like all the karma they accumulated and they were able to go to moksha that is nirvan so it's basically the festival or the biggest festival of jains right so what did we do today um if it was not covid then pollution would be very different it would involve waking up really early like at 6 in the morning going to the temple doing puja and then going uh, again to the temple or staying at the temple till like 11 am listening to something we call pravachan so pravachan is like a discourse or a lecture given by someone who is way more knowledgeable about the scriptures so all eight days there's um pravachan given in the morning so you go and listen to that and then you come home eat and stuff and then you uh, at about 6 in the afternoon like the afternoon is normally free but 6 in the evening you will go back to the temple to conduct this um prayers called pratikaman so pratikaman is a one hour or around yeah around one hour prayer done to ask for forgiveness from yourself and from every being that you've hurt in the day so there are a lot of different types of pratikaman there's a day pratikaman which you do in the evening and morning just to ask for forgiveness for your sins committed in the day and then there's a 15 day pratikaman which is conducted normally every 15 days but because i like don't know how to do it or there's not a way that i could do it every 15 days we do it in pollution in this 8 day festival right and then there's a 4 month pratikaman and there is a yearly pratikaman now the yearly one is considered the most important now it doesn't mean that you can eradicate all your sins right no one can do that unless you're a good person a really good person like who has a lot of love for every creature they meet um always has compassion filled in them and if i'm being honest are we really like that we tend to be selfish and i speak for myself too like just cuz i'm saying this doesn't mean oh i'm not selfish no it's like i am i am not proud of it but there are situations that make me feel like i want to do the best for myself and i wish that i can get everything i don't have and then i forget that 
I, the life I'm living is the life millions of people in the world desire. So I heard that somewhere and I feel like whenever I feel bad about myself or I feel bad about something happening in my life, that's the one thing we need to remember. Like the life you have is the same life that millions of people in the world desire. You know, I think I read somewhere like if you have access to clean water, good, you know, electricity, you have a nice house you stay in, you have um, education. Apparently, you're doing way better than 90% of people in the world. And now I know mental health cannot be compared. You know, you can't compare trauma. And I can say that with guarantee because I have anxiety and keeps um making its reoccurrences but whenever you feel bad about yourself if you just introspect and look at maybe i'm not saying you compare your lives with others but it's a form of gratitude right you become grateful for what you have when you see that so many people might be desiring what you have so it's all about gratitude so back to the topic of today um I was going to talk about Paryushan and what we do, what we don't do. The festival of Paryushan is mainly to celebrate forgiveness. Forgiveness from everyone you've encountered in your entire life. Because believe it or not, knowingly or unknowingly, we've always hurt someone or the other. We may have said something, not meant anything we said, but they might have felt bad from what we said, right? And you can never know whom your words have impacted in, in your entire life, right? So this is the festival to put ourselves below everyone for once and ask for forgiveness, give forgiveness to people who may have hurt you. And in these eight days, we wash away our entire, I'm not going to say sins, okay? Because that's not what this is about. It's about washing away your ego, especially like... Think about this, okay? Um, when we ask for forgiveness from others, isn't it like we're a- actually putting them above us and asking for forgiveness, taking them to be a being who's capable of giving you something, in this case, giving you forgiveness. So we're asking for forgiveness, giving forgiveness. And how difficult is it? Is it easy to forgive? No, it's not. But is it possible? Yeah, because... We can actually, as hard as it sounds, I've done this before and that's why I'm talking with a lot of experience. I've asked for forgiveness from old classmates who may have said some really mean things to me. And eventually, your bond with that person, however bad it was, it becomes okay. Like they, and you know the point is, it's not that they have to forgive you. But you, with that intention, that yeah, I really want to, amend things from my side at least i don't want to have this ego in me that yeah i'm never gonna apologize or stuff like that so it's about releasing all your ego you know becoming a good soul there comes so many times when i'm full of like feelings like yeah i cannot ask for forgiveness i can i I just want everything that i don't have in life and stuff like that now that takes me to another very important principle in Jainism, 
it's called aparigraha okay wanting everything in life is not possible how do you get rid of that feeling everyone wants what they don't have right aparigraha means non possessiveness now non possessiveness in what means materials um in terms of relationships like it's like saying i'm not attached to anything in my life am i obviously i am like so many relationships i have that i'm so attached to i have a few items like i have a candle stand literally on my desk right now and i've become so attached to it i feel like it's my baby but you know that's what i'm talking about like it's like non possessiveness from everything you own because when you lose stuff that you have so much attachment towards it just causes pain am i right like think about it okay when you lose something in your life that you're very close to you're very you have a lot of emotions towards um doesn't it cause so much of pain and when imagine if you don't have that attachment towards it if you never had attachment then it would become so much easier to handle the loss of that item it's like saying you're not a- attracted towards material objects and that's impossible to put it into practicality but there are concepts like minimalism minimalism literally is aparigraha okay when i think about it like shopping for clothes if you're about to shop for a new cloth first of all thrifting is the best guys go for thrifting fast fashion is ruining the world like practically ruining the world but let's say if you're shopping for clothes then first get rid of the clothes in your wardrobe donate them or put them into good use charity or something and then buy a new pair of clothes right cuz most of the times if you've not used something for 3 months it's most likely you're never going to use it again unless it's like something you use annually but in most of the cases it's like if you've not gone back and needed it in the past 3 months it's very likely you might not need it again just get rid of it i know it's easier said than done but trust me like after a lot of practice i've been able to practice that and put it into actual effect you know empty your wardrobe and then get new clothes if you have to and it's a very small thing i know i'm saying but it helps you practice detachment which is so important to live happily right like the less attached you are the happier you are that's another principle okay and then let's talk about nonviolence ahimsa okay there is a saying in jainism that goes like ahimsa parmo dharm now that means nonviolence is the most supreme religion when we came into this earth we came alone when we stepped out we were suddenly surrounded by our entire world the world consists of our parents our siblings maybe our relatives the people we meet in the future everyone okay but the world also consists of animals the world also consists of plants and small creatures who are there to be taken care of by us by humans you see a cow cannot speak for itself when you go to a cow ask her how are you doing will you get a reply no what makes us think that we have the right to kill it for our use to literally 
destroy its life without its permission just for us to um satisfy our taste buds they're there to be loved not to be killed for food you know what i'm saying right like i don't have anything against anyone but seriously like you know just think about it that why why do we be so selfish and literally harm other living beings for our happiness and meat production in general if you look at the statistics of how much it's harming the environment it's insane being vegetarian is suddenly one of the biggest ways you could actually help um contribute positively to the environment so that being said uh i am trying to go vegan now because i'm born and brought up as a vegetarian but i feel like it's time for me to take a step forward and you know contribute more than i currently do so i'm trying to be vegan i'm looking for food alternatives and slowly slowly like i hope that i can become vegan very soon so it's not that i'm not telling you to completely stop what you're doing and suddenly change your whole lifestyle but make a few changes in the form of your food habits like if you only have to very urgently consume meat products or stuff like that that's still like painful for me to say but try to limit your consumption of meat try to completely control how much you eat um maybe in a week you could say that only one day i'll consume if i have to like like there's no other way out you know but guys there's so many other ways out like so much other food you can eat you know all these legumes um their cereals like cereals i mean like maize and um wheat all of these things there's just so many alternatives you don't have to hurt another being to make yourself happy like it's the last thing that we should be doing as humans and you know even plants now i know so many people will come back to me like saying um but you eat plants doesn't that hurt plants and i got so many comments like this when i was in high school not rude ones just curious ones okay and i know you're also curious like don't you also eat plants and aren't you also killing them now let me explain to you guys something okay um jainism ranks all creatures in terms of their senses okay so five sense beings are humans animals birds they have touch taste smell sight and hearing now four sense beings don't have the sense of hearing like these are flies bees wasps and other creatures three sense beings don't have hearing and they don't have sight these are ants lice creatures like that okay, two sense beings only have touch and taste they can't smell they can't see they can't hear so these are like worms um shells on in the ocean stuff like that living shells and stuff now one sense beings have only the sense of touch they don't have taste smell sight hearing none of that okay these are earth water fire air plants now all these one sense beings feel the least pain when they're harmed out of all the creatures that I've listed above why do they feel the least pain they have the least senses okay they can only sense touch so this is why when i was listening to a lecture long time back one of the guruji's like the teachers 
talked about how when you place a knife um, near a plant you're just about to cut, you should try to avoid placing it for way too long. Because the longer it's there, it can sense that it's about to be killed. Okay, the plant is about to lose its sense of touch. Like, it can sense it. So it can, it feels the pain of it. So as soon as you bring the knife, you just cut your plant immediately. Don't keep near it. Now, plants do feel the pain, but they feel way less pain than humans, animals and birds. We're talking about a cow or a goat or a sheep, which is a five-sensed being. You know, I've seen clips of um, animals being taken to slaughterhouses, literally with tears in their eyes. They're not going to shout. They don't have a voice. Like, th- I mean, they have a voice. They don't speak the same language as we do. They, we will never understand what they're saying. They literally have tears rolling from their eyes, okay? They feel pain. They feel the exact pain we do. What makes us think we have the rights to literally kill them? And for what? Guys, for one happy taste bud, come on. Like, I'm sure that you have very many different alternatives that could make you happy when you're eating. But these are creatures that feel the exact, exact same level of pain as we do. And that doesn't make it right. Just because they can't express their emotions doesn't mean they ha- they don't have any. They go through the same labor when they produce their babies. And that's literally making me want to turn vegan like today. And I hope to be vegan the entire eight days of pollution and after that. But... And I, I'm going to try. Like, there's no but even. Like, it's wrong for me to consume milk products at this, at the production rate of milk. Like, today, what's happening. You know, before when people used to consume milk, milk isn't wrong, okay? I, I My beliefs are milk isn't wrong. If you care for your cow, you have a cow at home, okay? It's You're caring for it. You're giving it um food. You're literally providing it with as much love as you would give a child that's how it was in the past okay you can expect something back you can take its milk drink its milk okay and it gives you the milk with love let's say you want to consume milk fine makes all the sense in the world currently production houses are literally inseminating the cows they kill the cow immediately it stops producing milk and it's bad Like, my mind gets blown every time and I don't know why I've not yet been able to drop milk from my diet, but I feel so bad about consuming it. Let's say you are a person who consumes meat, okay? Even if you're consuming, I want you to feel guilty every single time you consume your meat. In that way, once, you'll end up dropping it from your diet. But if you're not feeling guilty, if you don't feel the pain of the animal that's on your plate okay i know it's dead but it was living once and it had a child or it had a mother or a father who might have been exactly next in the slaughter line about to be killed it's like terrorism you know what i'm saying it's like you watching your own family being shot dead in front of your eyes these animals literally have tears in their eyes 
and this is what i'm talking about like non-violence is the supreme religion non-violence not only to your people to um your family no not to only your friends but to every creature that you came to the world with i mean not came with but when you came to the world you met all these creatures and what makes you think you have privilege over them you don't you're there to take care of them because they can't care for themselves have you seen cute um cow videos on instagram guys they're such babies like goats and sheep and camels and i don't know if camel meat is consumed i'm not very familiar with that but these are all creatures with so much of love like they hug their um the people who take care of them if they are caring for them they have so many emotions they feel everything exactly as we do let's just you know let's just try that if we could change our diet and make it um way more friendly to the creation around us it will be so nice it will be so kind of us and it will make us feel like humans i feel like sometimes we're humans just for the sake of being we have no humanity left in us you know what i mean like humanity isn't just being kind to humans right it's all creation and i'm literally going to keep talking about it if i don't stop um so that's about nonviolence okay can be in different forms the way i said uh, controlling your diet or completely alternating your diet with um vegetarian or vegan products and then pollution focuses a lot on self reflection believe me when i say this talking to yourself is one of the most difficult things in the world like when you're surrounded by people you don't have thoughts okay so it's so easy to be around like others i mean introverts may feel differently but i was an extrovert before and i feel like i'm changing into an introvert i don't know okay i'm not going to go there but it's so difficult to stay with your own thoughts if you have a lot of thoughts there's a lot of focus on self reflection during this 8 days of pollution so it's about meditating about sitting um for about 48 minutes and literally focusing on your thoughts on what you start introspecting about what you did your whole life um what you might be doing wrong is there a way you could be a better human is there a way you could better yourself as a person be more useful to the world you're living in and be a good person you know generally so the process of sitting for 48 minutes is called samaik in samaik you can have maybe 10 minutes of self reflection 10 minutes of you know singing a stavan or a religious song and then other 10 minutes you could read like a scripture so there are different ways people do samaik but you stay away from electronics or any other distractions and you literally sit with yourself contemplating life and stuff and then in the evening it's like it's a a bit of a chill session you can hang out with your entire community and sing religious songs um you know play instruments and just praise god in the temple you know in a normal year it would be so nice like the entire community would come together to sing religious songs and just to you know sing praises of god and connect 
with the other members of the community and stuff like that just to celebrate the entire festival as a whole you know instead of just individually but currently with covid man it's it's just it's broken the whole vibe but it's okay it is what it is um so currently the bhakti like the singing of religious songs is done online even that's fun and stuff obviously it's not the same experience as it it would be in person but it's not too bad at least there's an alternative right that is what pollution is about the main values i want you guys to take from this entire session if you just had to you know summarize this entire session in let's say three words um i'll say forgiveness non-violence and non-possessiveness it's like they are the biggest teachings of this festival that brings me to the end of this episode of the casual diary um fifth episode i know that it was a very different topic so i hope you guys liked it and if you liked it you can stay tuned uh, to the next week's episodes which will be most likely back with my sister we'll just talk about something um that you enjoy listening to so thank you so much for tuning into today's episode i'm so happy that you joined us and i'll see you next week thank you bye